Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, May 8th. The CBP-1 app isn't helping asylum seekers who need it most. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. It's been a long three years, but the World Health Organization has declared an end to the global COVID public health emergency, and the U.S. government is set to follow suit on Thursday. That means the sunsetting of some health coverage and cost savings put in place during the COVID-19 pandemic. Health insurance expert Louise Norris says they include some aspects of telehealth. This is really a situation where if you have been utilized, if you're on Medicare and you've been utilizing these telehealth flexibilities, you're going to want to check with your doctor and see what changes are happening. Medi-Cal clients will also need to renew their health care coverage and people will need to seek COVID vaccines and PCR tests within their own health care network. A new COVID relief program is now available for low-income families and seniors in the county. The RAFT program offers one-time relief payments of $4,000. To be eligible, people and families must earn less than 200% of the federal poverty level. That ranges from about $29,000 a year for a single person to $60,000 a year for a family of four. More than 2,000 families or people will be selected randomly from the applicants. The application will be open through Sunday, May 21st at midnight. You can visit the Jewish Family Service website to apply. The county last week released a more than $8 billion proposed budget that includes spending to address homelessness, mental health, and improving the justice system. The 2024 budget is more than $745 million larger than last year's budget. More information on the proposed budget can be found on the county's website. There, they also have ways you can give your feedback on the budget in person or online. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. CBP-1 is an app that is supposed to help asylum seekers enter the U.S. With more migrants entering the country, this app could play an even bigger role at the border. But border reporter Gustavo Solis says the app isn't helping those who need it most. Every morning, hundreds of people living in Tijuana's Agape Migrant Shelter stare anxiously into their phones. They're logging into a mobile phone app that schedules appointments for asylum seekers hoping to enter the U.S. Me ha tocado ver personas gritar de alegría, otros llorar también de felicidad porque pues por fin están logrando eh, lo que necesitan. Vidal García es one of them. He says that he's seen people break down in tears of joy after finally getting one of the coveted appointments. 
Since January, about 15,000 migrants in Tijuana have secured appointments through the CBP-1 mobile app. But most of those appointments haven't gone to people like Garcia. Almost half of them have gone to Russian nationals, even though they make up less than 10% of Tijuana's migrant population. That's according to numbers from the Mexican government. This is a huge racial and economic disparity, says Enrique Lucero. He's head of Tijuana's Migrant Affairs Department. Entonces, como no hay un filtro para determinar quién es vulnerable o quién es más vulnerable que el otro, eso ha sido, yo creo, la, la mayor falla de la aplicación. Lucero says that CBP-1 does not give preference to more vulnerable migrants. In fact, it rewards those with newer smartphones and more powerful Wi-Fi connections. This means that it specifically rewards the Russian war refugees. The majority of them can afford airfare to Mexico. They tend to stay in hotels with powerful Wi-Fi signals. Meanwhile, Central American migrants walk to Tijuana. They sleep in overcrowded migrant shelters and struggle to use the mobile app on their outdated phones. Tienen mejor teléfono, ¿no? Un iPhone o un Samsung. Tienen mejor conectividad porque no es lo mismo estar mil personas en un albergue conectado todos a la misma vez que estar en tu hotel cuatro personas. Lucero says that CBP-1 doesn't distinguish a Russian migrant from a Central American one. That leaves migrants like Garcia on the outside looking in. He's been living in the migrant shelter for more than a month with his two siblings, their partners, and four nephews. He's not resentful of the Russian war refugees. Most migrants feel a strong solidarity with all asylum seekers. But Garcia doesn't think it's fair that CBP-1 picks one group over another. When I see people uh, crying or, or jumping because they're happy, I feel the, the same uh, emotion because I'm happy about them, because I wish them uh, the best. But <laughs> then I get in the office and start to cry. Sometimes, not all the time, but... Pastor Albert Rivera runs the Agape Migrant Shelter. He sees the migrants desperately logging onto their phones every morning. And he says this is happening all along the border. Every morning, tens of thousands of people all trying to log into CBP-1 at once. All at the same time trying to enter in one place. So it gets over jammed, over jammed. And then there's not too many of them that get an appointment. Rivera recently invested in a stronger Wi-Fi connection, but says that it's still not enough. And he's not an open borders guy. Rivera knows that the U.S. cannot let everybody into the country without vetting them. He calls it a balancing act between security and humanitarianism. We cannot uh, say, okay, we're just interested in security and forget about human rights. And we cannot say, okay, we only are interested in human rights, but are forgetting about uh, security. And that's the problem that all the politicians have. They're having a problem to balance, uh, to have great balance between security and human rights. But to the migrants waiting for appointments in Tijuana, the entire system seems really off balance. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. After an inquiry from KPBS, CBP announced changes to the app on Friday. The agency will expand the number of appointments and prioritize people who have been waiting the longest. These changes will start this week. Parents nationwide are struggling to find affordable child care, and child care facilities are struggling to keep staff on board in order to stay open. Reporter Tanya Thorne tells us about a movement taking place today 
that highlights this crisis. Groups of child care providers and parents have declared May 8th as a nationwide day without child care. Across the country, demonstrations will take place highlighting the need for affordable child care and better pay for child care staff. In San Diego, the Child Care Providers Union will be spotlighting parents and providers' experiences with the child care system. Here's Kim McDougall, the vice president of social services for the YMCA of San Diego. Staffing is 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 really the main barrier to be able to being able to to kind of meet the demand where it is. On top of that, right, those that are looking for childcare then has to have to figure out how to dedicate thirty percent of their salary um, to to childcare, and um, most of us don't have the luxury of being able to do that. Child care providers are struggling with staffing shortages and keeping up with the demand in care. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Coming up, a canceled drag show is back on. We'll have that story and more just after the break. I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Some San Diego elementary school students spent part of their weekend playing music designed by professionals at New York's famous Carnegie Hall. Education reporter M.G. Perez has more on the local connection to world-class learning. Five- and six-year-old students learning how to play the violin. It's a weekly class offered by Villa Musica, a local nonprofit organization that makes music accessible through education, lessons, and outreach to families who might not be able to afford it. Adriana Verdusco loves the change it's created in her young daughter's spirit. That's like the most important thing that she loves it, she enjoys it. Saturday, Villa Musica students from schools in Linda Vista and Kearney Mesa performed with the La Jolla Symphony. It's a collaboration created by the Education Department of New York's Carnegie Hall. The world-famous concert venue provides the curriculum and resources for students to perform with professionals. Fiona Chetwin is the founder and executive director of Villa Musica. When you say this is a Carnegie Hall initiative, it's truly something that's been well thought out, well devised, and obviously they have the, the reputation. 
free classes are offered to children of all ages. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. A canceled drag show in North County is now back on the schedule. North County reporter Alexander Wynn spoke with organizers about the event. After the Disney-themed show that the Belly Up Tavern was canceled in March because of an online threat, organizers say they immediately planned to reschedule the show. Roxanne Deathridge is the director of Pride by the Beach for the North County LGBTQ Resource Center. She says the threat wasn't against the show or any of the performers. It was made against someone attending the show. It was an unfortunate set of circumstances. It wasn't um, about just the drag queens. Um, We're very thankful that our North County community is very welcoming. The drag show is a fundraiser for the Pride Festival in June. It is now scheduled for May 23rd. The Belly Up says it expects between 400 to 500 at the event. Tickets are still available. Alexander Wynn, KPPS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Tomorrow, we'll bring you the local news of the day. Plus, our KPBS Metro reporter joins me to talk about his new podcast. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Monday.